ready. Now we're going to turn to changing demographics. The Irish birth rate continues to fall as many couples decide to have smaller families compared to previous generations. And as our population grows older and life expectancy increases, what are the implications for Irish society? Now, the journalist Derville MacDonald will be exploring these issues in Fertility Shock on RT1 later tonight. The television documentary includes a number of contributors, including Dr Laura Bambrick, who's a social affairs officer with the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. She's here in studio. Laurie, you're very welcome. How has Ireland's fertility rate changed over recent decades? Well, I suppose, Mary, to begin with some good news, uh, Ireland's fertility rate has been one of the highest in Europe for decades and it remains comparatively high, but it is falling. And worryingly, it has fallen below that magic 2.1 replacement rate. That's the average number of babies we need women of childbearing age to have if we're going to replace the population uh, when this generation dies without the help of my Migration. Why does that matter? Why does it matter? It matters because at the same time as we are having fewer babies, we are living longer. So the life expectancy in Ireland has increased by a staggering two and a half years over the past decade alone. So fewer babies will mean in 30 years time, we will have only two workers for every pensioner. So today we have five workers for one pensioner. So population ageing, what we're seeing, a greying of the population, Mm. more over 65s, fewer babies, present big challenges for policymakers. And I suppose before we talk about those challenges, let's talk about some of the reasons that it's happening. I suppose we're following uh, Western European trends, world trends, in fact. In in part, yes, but there's a lot of really unique features to Irish population, so our Irish demographics. So we are seeing improvements in birth controls, which would be normal in other countries. We are seeing improved opportunities for women in education and employment. Again, nothing unique there. But what is unique to Ireland is we're starting to see women become mothers at a later age age, but we also have a high number of women that are foregoing having children. One in five Irish women will never have a child. So Ireland is unique in the sense that we have this very high fertility rate but it's matched with this very high level of childness Mm. and the reason why we can keep our fertility rate high is because we have comparatively still large families. Over 30% of children today live in families with four or more children. Still, that, still, that, that still. is a surprising so figure. Historically, we are having smaller families, but comparatively to the European standards, we are still a nation of large families. So are we, and, and to move on to the challenges that we face and how we meet those challenges, do we need to start encouraging people to continue to have babies or to have more babies within in the family. Like I know in Hungary, didn't didn't um, Mr. Orban announce mm. a tax cut for women to have more children? Is that the sort of thing we're thinking about? 
Well, because we're late coming to this, looking at, at our fertility rate, this is a new conversation we need to be having. We can look at what other countries have done, what they have done well and what they are doing bad. And it's the contradiction is the countries that are more conservative and traditional, that they have policies such as that encouraging women to stay at home out of the labour market. They're the countries that are really struggling with their fertility. So they're the Mediterranean countries, the Hungary, Poland, Croatia, mm -hmm. the countries that are best at stemming the tide of their fall in fertilities are those that support women to have both the career to take advantage of those opportunities and work in education and to be able to have motherhood as this well. This is good childcare, this good availability Good childcare, child this is school meals, this is flexible working, this is good parental leave. And where are they? Scandinavians? Well, the Scandinavian countries. They always come also, out on top. Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and France. But unfortunately, when we look at what the Irish government are doing, any policy papers where we see mention of our fallen fertility, it's in policy papers that are looking at what we hear, the pensions time bomb. It's part of the introduction to what are we going to do because we're getting older, we won't have enough workers. And the policy solution our government is putting forward at the moment is that we have to work longer mm. and this is welcome development for people that are able to work into their 65s. We are It'll now It's moving healthier. into 67 67 in two years time and 68 by 2028. Mm. So this is going to have real problems for people working in manual professions who are going to be physically unable to continue in their trade. So the option open to them according to the government is either to sign on for a job seekers payment, which is 45 euros less than the pension, or to take up alternative employment. Now, if you've traveled through the US, you'll be familiar with older people topping up your coffee mm. cup or packing your groceries. Those people aren't doing that because of a desire to stay connected to the job market. It's purely financial necessity. And do you think that that is the reality that we're facing in this country in the, in the very near future? Well, well, we are if we don't start having this conversation and that's what Dervla's programme tonight is hopefully going to be the beginning of starting a national conversation about our fertility because it's a topic that we ignore at our collective peril and we're very late having to come to it mm -hmm. but we are in the privileged position where we do still have a comparatively high fertility rate. It's not too much of a policy as to get us pushed up to that replacement And rate. a lot of you know women will say to you at their optimum fertility window if you like they're trying to build careers they may be trying to get money together to establish homes and it's not the optimum time to have babies but in terms of fertility would you be in favour of, of let's say private companies paying for female staff to freeze their eggs? So what we were what we're seeing over in the US is 5% of large employers that's employers with 500 or more employees offering fertility freezing benefits to their uh, to to their staff, and that's because health insurance, like here, doesn't cover uh, that procedure. So while. 
uh, freezing your eggs is a good option for women and for couples who want to extend their childbearing years. What is ironic about this is these are the same employers that don't have very good family friendly work practices. You know, it's simple things like scheduling meetings early in the morning, late at night, not having that flexibility Mm -hmm. and women seeing that women returning, those that return, go on the mammy track. So it would be better if these employers were looking at things like on-site childcare, breastfeeding facilities. All right. Listen, Laura, you take part in tonight's programme, Fertility Shock. That's Laura Bambrick, Social Affairs Officer with the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. Fertility Shock is on RT1 tonight at 9.30.